There's an interesting Shiloh going around now regarding Tekiah Shafer on Rosh Hashanah with a mask. Now, without getting into the politics of the issue or whether or not it's appropriate for each of our individual communities, I thought that it is a worthwhile Shiloh to delve into because through it we'll be able to discover some important areas of Hilchus Shafer. Let's analyze the issue. Covering up the Shafer with a mask can pose one of three issues in Hilchus Shafer. The first one is Tzipui, or coding. The Bryce in Rosh Hashanah and Dachav Zayin Amibayz tells us, If one covers the Shafer, coats it in gold, on the inside it's puzzle, but on the outside, if it changes the sound from what it was, puzzle, then it's not good. But if it doesn't change the sound, kosher, then it would be okay. And there's also brought la halacha and shulchanarach simen tafkov peivav sif the second possible problem could be Haisafa or adding on to the Shafer. So this is also a Brisa in the Gemara Rashan on Chavzayan Amabez, Tanarabanan, Haisafalov Kol Shahu. If one adds on to the Shafer even a little bit, Bain Biminoi, Bain Shaloi whether from a Shafer or a different substance, Puzzle, it is no good. And this is also brought in Alachan Shochanarach in Simantavka Pevav, also Sif Yudalaf. The third possible problem is Kol Havara, or what we would commonly call an echo. As the Mishnah in Rosh Hashanah says, in Chavzayin Amabez, HaTekel Habar, Hapitus, if one blows into a pit, a cistern, or a barrel, Im Kol Shafer Shama, if one hears the sound of the Shafer, Yatza, he fulfills his obligation to hear Shafer. But Im Kol Havara Shama, but if one hears only the sound of the echo, Lo Yatza. And of course, this is also brought La'alach and Shulchanarach, and Simon Tafkuf Pezayin, Sif Alf. Now, obviously, if one was to put a mask between his mouth and the shafer, there's no Shiloh that that would not be good, besides for the fact that it would be almost impossible to blow shafer that way. The source of this is Ramban, that's brought by the Beis Yosef, and quoted by the Paiskim in the Drusha L'Rosh Hashanah, the Ramban writes, that one is not allowed to have a hefsek between his mouth and the shafer, that there's an obligation for one to actually have his mouth physically touch the shafer itself. Our Shiloh that we're dealing with is where one covers the open end of the Shafer with a mask or something of that sort. Would that be a problem of one of these three areas of either coating the Shafer, adding on to the Shafer, or causing some sort of echo or change in the sound of the Shafer? Let's delve into these three reasons a little more. The first one that we discussed is Sipoy, or coating the Shafer, which when we look in Shulchan Aruch and Simon Tafkov Pevav, Sif Tazayin, if one coats the inside of the Shafer with gold, Puzzle. That's not good. But if one does it on the outside, if it changes the sound, then it's puzzle. So now we see here that this issue is dependent on whether or not it changes the sound of the shafer. What's the problem if it changes the sound of the shafer? Don't we know that kol hakoyles ksheir and b'shafer? The Fersha Mishnah tells us in Rosh Hashanah that all sounds that come out of the shafer are good. The answer is that if it's on the inside, then Rashi tells us right there in the Gemara, as the place can tell us, that that's a problem of you're hearing the sound of gold because you're blowing inside the shafer. The ear passes through the inside along the gold, vibrates with the gold. Gold is part of the production of the sound of the shafer, and therefore you're hearing gold, not a shafer, and the Torah tells us you have to hear the sound of a shafer. However, when you code it on the outside, it seems that there's a machloikis, which we're not going to get into today, of what the issue is. Is the issue because the Gemara says, shafer echad amr that one needs shafer echad, one shafer. That means the sound has to be created coming only from one shafer. 
without the addition of other substances helping to produce the sound? Or is the problem of also that you're hearing the sound from the other substance? But regardless, when it's on the outside of the shaifer, it's dependent on whether or not it changes the sound. Now, the second reason that we discussed of Haisafa, of Haisafal of Kolshahu, we see in Halacha that it makes no difference whether or not it changes the sound. And if we look in Shulchan Aruch, in Tafkuf Peivav Sif Ches, in Nasan Zav al Evi Shafer Betzara Rachav, if one puts gold on the wider side of the Shafer, Hainu Haisafal of Kolshu, that is the case of Haisafal of Kolshu, and the Mishabur there says, Ratzalaymer Upasal Bechol Gavni, it's possible no matter what. Even if it doesn't change the sound, and the reason is because because that addition adds another substance to the shayfar, and that's considered more than one shayfar creating the sound. The third reason of Havara, of echo, that depends on, as we saw, whether or not you're hearing the sound of the shayfar, or what would be called the kol havara, which we'll get into later explaining exactly what kol havara means. If one was to put a mask on the open end of a shafer, we could say that that's very similar to a case of coating it on the outside. And as we saw, that would be dependent on whether or not it changes the sound. Now, on a very basic level, if one was to listen to the sound of a shafer with a mask on and without a mask, there would seem to be a significant difference in the sound. Here are two samples of a recording of a shafer, one with a mask and one without a mask. And I think that the difference is clear. There was clearly a difference between those two sounds, but whether or not that difference is significant enough to make a nafkamina in halacha is something which we'll explore later. Now, is putting a mask on top of a shafer really similar to coating a shafer in gold where the gold actually becomes attached to the shafer? So there's the case in the Gemara brought in Shulchan Aruch and Tafkov Pevav Sifchaf. Nasan shafer l'seich shafer. If one puts a smaller shafer inside a larger shafer, if the inner shafer sticks out from the outer shafer, from the top and the bottom, and you blow the smaller one, kosher, that's okay. And we don't care about the shafer around it. And the Ramah says, even if it doesn't stick out on the wide side, it's even, since it sticks out on the side of the mouth, that's also good enough. And if you look in the Beis Yasef, the Beis Yasef brings down a sheet of Rabbeinu Yerucham that even if it changes the sound, where you put one shafer and another shafer, even if the sound is now different, it doesn't matter. Why? Because when you coat it in gold, Rabbeinu Yerucham says, the gold is attached. So it's attached to the actual shafer itself, and that's why it's a problem. But here, when you put one shafer and another shafer, it's not attached, and that's not a problem even if the sound is different. However, the Shulchan Aruch paskins like the sheet of the Rosh and the Ran. And the Shulchan Aruch says clearly that it's talking about where it doesn't change the sound. So we have to understand why that is. Also, when a person is holding the shafer in their hand, their hand serves as a coating to the shafer in a way. And their hand could change the sound. It could alter the sound of the shafer when you're holding it versus if one was to blow a shafer, let's say, just suspended on a stand. And we don't find anyone talk about that being a problem. But the Shulchan Aruch does pass, that something around the shafer, here another shafer, that alters the sound, 
even if it's not attached, is no good, which would be a problem for the case of our mask. However, we have to explore a little more in detail what's considered a change in sound that's significant enough to become a problem lahalacha. With regard to the second reason that we explored of haisafel of kolshu, of adding on to the shayfar, we need to explore if a mask could be considered an addition to the shayfar. Now, what do we mean? So the Lecha Mishnah in Perak Aleph of Hilcha Shayfar asks the following question. The b'risa that we've been discussing of coating the shayfar in gold differentiates between coating it in the place where one puts his mouth on the shayfar versus coating it on the rest of the shayfar. And the Lecha Mishnah asks, then how can you say that where one coats the shayfar, not where he puts his mouth, that that's kosher? Isn't that a problem of heisvul of kolshehu? Let's say that that's adding on to the shayfar because you added on gold to the outside of the shayfar, which, as we saw, doesn't make a difference if it changes the sound. It's still considered more than one shayfar because here it's adding to the shayfar. So the Lecha Mishnah answers that it can only be considered hoisafel of kolshu, adding on to the shayfar, where you add on to the wide side of the shayfar, where you're building up, you're making the shayfar longer. Not everything is considered adding on to the shayfar. So here too, a mask over the shayfar is not an addition to the shayfar. That's not the problem of hoisafel of kolshu. Then the third issue that we discussed of a kol havara, an echo, is discussed in Shulchan Aruch and Simon Tafkov Pei Zayin regarding one who blows shayfar into a bar, a pit, or some sort of cavernous area where if one hears the sound of the shayfar, it's good. But if one hears what we call a kol havara, that's not good. So what is a kol havara? So if you look at the Mishnabura and the Bir Halacha, he goes into great length explaining that a kol havara does not mean when one hears the shayfar, but lower in volume, or what we'd call a weaker sound. Rather, explains the Bir Halacha, a kol havara is where the sound is misbalbal. It's distorted. That makes a big difference. For example, the Taz says, la halacha, that if one is far away from the shul or outside the shul, and one hears the shayfar from too great of a distance, that could be a problem of kol havara too, because the sound is weakened. Although the Bir Halacha says that this is not what kol havara means, but since the Taz says this, and all the Achorinim quoted La Halacha the Mishabura says that Ain Lozos Taz. Mishabura also writes in the Bir Halacha that in a mountainous area where there's a slapback, where one would blow the shayfar and then hear a secondary sound, that would not be irvav kol, that would not be a distorted sound, but rather just a kol hachayzer, what we call a classic echo. And that he says that from the fact that the Paiskim don't discuss that at all, that would not be a problem because that's not irvuv hakol. That's not a distortion. That's just a repetition. Everything that makes a sound, for example, an instrument when playing a note, has what's called a fundamental frequency. And that's the frequency which is the note itself. For example, an instrument that plays a C at 440 hertz, that is the fundamental frequency. And then it has harmonics, which are sound waves that are vibrating at a multiple of the original frequency. So, for example, if the fundamental frequency is 100 hertz, the harmonics will be 200, 300, 400, 500, and so on. Now, the purpose of this is not just to give you a science class in sound, but there's a fascinating phenomenon in sound that when a sound is played within a room, or we'll call it a cavernous area, and one listens to it from outside that area, the fundamental frequency is diminished by almost 75% in proportion to the harmonics which means one no longer hears the fundamental frequency at the same level that one would hear it when inside the room, but one hears the harmonics of the sound much louder. 
That is what a kol havara is. A kol havara is where there's a distortion of the sound, where one no longer hears the fundamental, which would be what we'd call the sound of the shafer itself, but one only hears the harmonics. Now, of course, when one hears the shafer in any room or any shul, we hear the sound of the shafer bouncing off the walls. That's how we perceive sound. The shafer occurs within an acoustic space, and the space impacts how we perceive the shafer. However, the fundamental frequency remains dominant. We hear that fundamental frequency of the shafer louder than the harmonics. However, if one goes outside the bar, one no longer hears the fundamental frequency louder, rather the harmonics. Now, what's Pshat in the Taz? Since this is not an exact science, and when sound travels over a distance, there could be things in its way that can alter the frequency balance, and therefore the Taz says that we have to be chayshish, that maybe if you're too far away from the shul and you hear the shafer too low, then maybe you're hearing it out of balance, and you're no longer hearing enough of the fundamental frequency, and you're hearing too much of the harmonics. Though usually distance is not enough to alter the balance between the fundamentals, and that's what the other shittas would hold. Perhaps we could bring a riot to this from a case later in Shulchan Aruch and Simon Tafkov Peites, Siv Beis. There we're talking about a cherish, someone who's hard of hearing. And the Mishnaburah quotes the Ber Hetev and other achroinim who say that a cherish shashemeya al yedei kli kemincha tzitzres, a cherish who hears by means of some sort of device, which is like a trumpet, which I'm not sure exactly what it is, but if it's compared to a trumpet, it's probably some sort of horn or think like one of those old megaphones where it's used to amplify the sound. And the halacha is that he has to listen to Schaefer that way. Now, even though it's clear that this device has some sort of acoustic property that's going to conduct the sound of the Schaefer, still, we're not concerned that it's a kol havara. Why? because it just amplifies the sound. It conducts the fundamental frequency without distorting the balance between the fundamental frequency and the harmonics. There's a well-known tshuva from Shleim Zalman Arbach, in Mincha Shleimah and Simon Tess, where he discusses hearing Tkia Shefer, Mikra Megillah, and other things through a microphone. Shleim Zalman concludes that a microphone is not considered hearing it from the person himself or from the Shefer, because... Since it's a recreation, the sound waves are captured and then reproduced digitally or electronically later, that's not considered that the person himself said it. And one needs to hear Megillah from a person, or one needs to hear the shafer from the shafer. And since it's a recreation of the sound waves through an electronic device, or in today's world, digitally, might even be worse, Rishleim Azaman feels that that's not considered hearing it from the person or from the shafer. But he brings down on a footnote on the bottom that after this was published, he had the opportunity to speak about the Shiloh with the Chazanish. And the Chazanish told him that it's not so simple, that since the sound is originally created from a person and it's heard right away as if you'd hear it directly from a person, that's considered hearing it from the person or from the Baltikea. So Shlomo Zalman says on that, that according to the Chazanish, it must be that what the Gemara means by Kol Havara is only problematic because you're not hearing it right away. And Rishleim Azalman says on that that that's a big chedish and he doesn't understand it. But according to what we're saying, it's not a problem because kol havara is not an issue of it not being heard right away. Kol havara is a problem because you're not hearing the fundamental frequency. You're only hearing the harmonics. When something is reproduced through a microphone, you're hearing the fundamental frequency. You're hearing the kol shayfer. And in fact, Ramesha in Igris Moshe and Archaim Chelek Beis and Simon Kuf Ches, 
where he talks about hearing Megillah through a microphone, he corrects the person asking him the question, saying that when you said that it's like a kol havara, you didn't mean a kol havara that the Gemara talks about, about a kol havara for Shafer, because this has nothing to do with kol havara. The words of Ramesha Arvali, he was not exact in his language. This has nothing to do with the Kalavara and the Mishnah and Rosh Hashanah. Here we're hearing a strong and healthy sound. What does Ramesha mean? We're hearing the proper fundamental frequency in its proper proportion to the harmonics. That's okay. We're hearing another sound that was created from his voice. That's why he compares it to hearing it from someone who's not a Bar Chiyuva. So Ramesha comes out that it's Yaser Mistaber, like the Chazanish, that it is considered hearing sound from the person. But he says that since it's not clear and it's something new, it's better not to. However, with regard to our Shiloh of a kol havara, we see clearly from Ramesha, like we're saying, that a kol havara is the sound of the fundamental in its proper proportion to the harmonics. Now, going back to our Shafer recordings that we played earlier, where we recorded a Shafer with a mask and the same Shafer again without a mask. So that Shafer had a fundamental frequency of about 388, 389 hertz. When measuring the two recordings, it's interesting that the fundamental frequency of the Schaefer when recorded through the mask is virtually unchanged. All that's changed is the harmonics. There's what we'd call harmonic distortion. There's a change in the sound where the harmonics get a little messed up, but the fundamental frequency remains virtually unchanged. If you look at the accompanying source sheets, you'll see the screenshots of the analyzer that we used between the two recordings, and you'll see this clearly. So regarding putting a mask on the Shafer, it would not be a problem of Kol Havara according to the way we're understanding Kol Havara because the fundamental frequency remains unchanged. So even though we hear a difference between the sounds, since that difference is only a distortion of the harmonics, but there's no change at all in the fundamental, that would seem to be okay. Now, with regard to the problem that we spoke about earlier of Tzipoy, of coating the Shafer with the mask, where it's dependent on changing the sound, the Beis Yosef brings down a sheet of Rabbeinu Yaina, where Rabbeinu Yaina says that the problem of coating the Shafer that creates a change in sound is only where you coat the half of the Shafer closer to the sound hole, the part of the Shafer farther away from where you're blowing into it, because that is what impacts the sound. But if one was to coat the part closer to where you put your mouth on the Shafer with gold, Rabbeinu says that that's not a problem. Because even if it changes the sound a little bit, Rabbeinu says, It's not considered a change. Because that's not where the main sound of the Shafer comes out of. Now, even though the Beis Yosef doesn't paskin like this, we still see here a distinction between levels of changing the sound. Not all changes in sound are considered a halachic change that makes an afkamina. In order for a change in sound to make a halachic difference, it has to be defined. The issue of change in sound in Hilchah Shafer 
is discussed with regards to a hole in the shayfer, or where there's a change in the thickness. For example, it's coated with gold, or we see in Shulchan Aruch where it's painted, where there's pictures put on it, or other substances that alter the density of the walls of the shayfer. These two changes, a change in the length of the tube of the shayfer, or in the density of the walls, are what give all wind instruments their unique sound. The way to change notes in a wind instrument are by changing the length of the tube. When you play the notes on a flute, you're opening up holes that when you shorten the length of the tube, you increase the pitch, and where you create a longer tube, you lower the pitch and you get deeper notes. Also, with a denser instrument, something bigger or larger, you get lower pitch notes versus something smaller or thinner, you're going to get higher pitch notes. Think of the difference between a violin and a cello. So perhaps the issue of changing the sound is once again only regarding changing the fundamental frequency or the note or the tone of the shayfer, not when one changes it by adding distortion in the harmonics or by changing the volume or other sorts of the quality of the shayfer that don't impact the core note or the essence of the sound of the shayfer. According to this, a mask, even if we do discern a change, it's not a change in the note or the tone of the shayfer, and that wouldn't be considered enough of a change, similar to Rabbi Yena, where it's not a significant enough change to be considered no longer hearing the sound of the shayfer. In the Sefer Gamani Eircha, Rabbi Gamliel Rabinowitz from Benebrak brings down a tshuva from Rabbi Yosef Bransdorf, or the son of Rameir Bransdorf, as a of Racha, that was published in Kaibitz Beis Iron v. Yisrael. He discusses a shayla of a Baltekea whose talus covers the shayfer, whether or not there's a problem of kol havara, or another problem of covering the shayfer. He goes through the discussion that we had earlier regarding the sheet of Rabbeinu Yeruchim that the Beis Yosef brings down, whether or not you could differentiate between something that's attached to the shayfer versus something that's not attached to the shayfer. But like we saw, the Shulchan Aruch doesn't paskin like that. The Shulchan Aruch says that even if it's not attached to the shayfer, a change in the sound would be a problem. So he asks, as we discussed earlier, that what about when someone holds it with his hand? If the Baltike is holding the shayfer with his hand, his hand can also impact the sound of the shayfer. He proposes that when the Baltikeya is holding the shayfer with his hand, since that's derech tkiya, that's the way that we blow, possibly it's not a problem. However, he asks that if a different person holds the shayfer, then it would be a problem. Or if you're holding it with gloves, it would be a problem. And we don't find anywhere that that's an issue. He concludes that if the talus covers the entire shayfer to a point that it impacts the sound of the shayfer, then he says it's no different from putting one shayfer into another shayfer. He asks that it seems that the world is not careful in this, and it's questionable why. But the Sefer Gamani Eicha concludes that you could differentiate between whether the talus is wrapped around the shayfer in a way that actually causes a change. That means it's tightly wrapped around the shayfer versus if just the edge of the talus happens to be resting on top of the shayfer, which is what is common to happen. And where just the edge of the talus happens to be on top of the shayfer, he says, that wouldn't change the sound of the shayfer. Now, we hear in this recording that where you put a mask, there is a change, and of course it changes because it'll lower the volume, but it may even distort some of the harmonics. But that's not what's called a change in the sound of the shayfer halachically. A change in the sound of the shayfer, like we said, has to be where it impacts the fundamental frequency, and that doesn't happen with just a soft or thin light covering such as a typical surgical mask. And possibly with regard to holding it with your hand, that we saw, the Rabbi Yosef Bransdorfer asks, and that we asked before, 
It could be that although when you're holding it with your hand, depending on how thick the shafer is, it could impact the frequency that the shafer will blow at. It'll impact the note of the shafer. But there's no din of the note of a shafer. There's no halacha that the shafer needs to be a certain note. The shafer needs to be any pitch that the shafer can create. And when you're holding it with your hand, since the shafer is unchanged, the sound that comes out of it is fine because that's a valid sound of the shafer. Someone who's an expert baltekeia, you'll find sometimes a baltekeia who is a saxophone player or a trumpet player who's able to control the pitch of the shafer. Since this is being done from the way you blow or on the side of the baltekeia, rather than being done to the shafer by whether putting something on the shafer, wrapping it, or coding it or the sort, it's not a problem because it's just a different note. That's part of kolakos k'sheres shafer. However, if you're doing something to the shafer itself, you're wrapping it, you're coding it, then it depends if you change the fundamental frequency, that would be a problem because you're changing the sound of the shafer versus if you still hear the same fundamental, you hear the coarse sound of the shafer, rather there's just a distortion in the harmonics. I hope you enjoyed this analysis, and of course for Halacha Lamaisa, each Kehila should rely on its own Rabbanim. And may we be zeichet to a coming year of Aksila Vachasima Teva, where all those Kehilas that now are thinking that they may need to blow a shafer with a mask should not have to, because the Rabbanim Shalom should be Meser Machla Mikarbenu with Rafuas and Yeshuas for all those that need it, Aksila Vachasima Teva, and thank you for listening.